Hey guys, it's Sarah, your host here at What's On Your Plate podcast. I don't know if you all can believe it or not, but I can't. It has been an entire year. It has been an entire year since What's On Your Plate became a thing. Happy birthday, What's On Your Plate podcast. I'm so excited. Like everything else, I guess time flies when you're having fun. And I just have so much thanks to give for all of you that continue to show up in this space and make it possible to keep it sustainable. It's because of you all and your desire to be here that keeps it going. I'm so excited to just keep showing up in this space with you and thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support. To commemorate, I thought it only appropriate to circle back and check in with my first interview, that of which was my friend Paul Stopko. There are a lot of layers to him, as you may have heard in our first episode. Definitely scroll back to that one if you haven't checked it out yet. Paul leaves more insight here with us during today's talk, as well as letting us know what he's been up to the last year and how things get more into focus the older he gets. Here we go. I am here with my friend Paul Stafko again. If you guys can believe it, it has been almost a year since What's on Your Plate has been out in the world for all to hear. And um, if you are a regular or loyalist listener, you may know that Paul was our very first interview episode. Um, so I want to commemorate that with inviting him back on and just sharing this space with him again because he's just beyond inspirational, beyond inspiring. And, uh, you know, we could all learn a lot from Mr. Paul Stavko. Welcome, Paul. Well, thanks. That's a great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just talk about the elephant in the room right away, too, because for those of you that are listening, um, I do have to tell you that Paul has just come off an epic 24-hour road running race. And he so graciously, like, took a nap before he agreed to come on here with me today. Um, I want to hear about that. Tell me how that went Sure, Sure. So uh, this race was at Chain of Lake State Park. If you're not familiar with that one, that's in downstate uh, Indiana, right off of US 30. That was actually a trail race. So we, uh, so how this format works, which is uh, different than most, um, for 24 hours, we do, well, I'll go in more in depth, but uh, we do a 3.55 loop of miles and we do as many times as we can. Then at the um, 2330 mark, because uh, what we do is be <clears throat> because you don't know if you'll be able to complete that lap for that last 30 minutes, they have you run out and back like 100 meters, like wind sprints just to add to your total. So basically how this race works is the people that win is the, the, the pretty much the highest total of mileage, uh, you know, men and women, um, just depending on you know, how many times you go. So there are some people that did go the 100 mark. I did not. I got 99.1. <laughs> so if I would have known like that, I would have done another lap. But um, so uh, that particular race, we did have some rain on a Saturday. 
and uh, a lot of the trail is clay-based so um, when water gets on clay it just doesn't get absorbed so it's just like a sloppy mess so it just got slow and um, I think for me this particular race and mostly all ultra races there's a point in the beginning of the race where I don't really know why I do this anymore <laughs> and then I get to the point where there's a, a you know you have ebb and flows with ultra running and life or whatever you want to call it um, you feel really good and the laps kind of just go away and then you're just drudging it and then um, I like the night. For me, I, I like running at night. It's just something about it. It's you, the course looks different. Um, you're kind of alone. There's parts in the this particular race where there was nobody there for miles on end. So you're all in kind of your head. So there's a lot of things you contemplate, and sometimes you don't think about anything. So I, I always tell people this is like if you really want to get to know yourself do an ultra because you're going to have a lot of time on your hands to, to think about it think about your life or whatever so um and then i end up getting uh, i got third third uh oh third overall in the male category so with my 99.1 miles so yeah and then you know i got done i my daughter had a soccer game so i didn't get any sleep i drove back up <laughs> and then watch a soccer game and then i took a nap so yeah back to life I, wow. I always yeah I always tell people I remember I have ran longer distances I've done a 200 is my longest distance and my classic story from that is I I won overall so I won the whole race I get home from that race my parents are watching my kids and they're saying we're out of here and I said what do you mean I can't even walk they're like okay you know you did your race you're on your own so then I remember my kids asked me, let's make, can you make me something to eat like for lunch? And I can barely get off the couch to walk around. So I think it's nice to have children that kind of humble you because sometimes you, you get these like super highs, like I just won this race. And then your kids go, Hey, you're a dad right now. So you got to be a dad. I need to go to practice and, you know, I need something to eat. Uh, you know, uh, mom's at work, you know, what are we doing? You know, kind of thing. So the kids it's nice to have I think it's a good humbling experience because sometimes you get a little bit like oh man the ego is right there and it's like ah, you know the kids come down yeah. and tell you hey you know what you got to be in that that is the aspect that the, the balance I think that 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 gets to to especially with life you know you, you have these highs and lows and, and families and those kind of different things but it's I I I, my kids understand a little bit what I do. They've been through it before. They've helped with races and stuff like that. But it, it was, uh, it was like that, that was the first experience that were, my kids were young enough to understand I did something tough, but didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to say it because yeah, I mean, I can, I can understand how you would have like that bit of ego or a bit of sense of entitlement for a second there right. like look I'm not getting up and doing nothing but oh yeah, yeah. like I actually have to do the dad thing so <laughs> correct it matter what, correct. what I don't want to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's so, awesome yeah. and, and then you know you you speak so uh dismissively about yeah I did 99 miles it wasn't quite a <laughs> hundred you know you're so like just uh dismissive again I'll use that word about that but that is just an amazing accomplishment to most anybody 
else in this world. <laughs> <laughs> so again, congratulations on that Thank awesome you. accomplishment. Thank and third place is amazing. And um, this too, right off of like a 50 miler that you really struggled with a few weeks ago. Is that right? Correct. Correct. So I was at the Potomatomy race that was in um, Pekin, Illinois. So about two hours, two, two and a half hours away. Um, so what happened with that particular race is um, I only trained in the conditions like maybe 40, 40 degrees tops. And then the, I think the Friday, we had the race on Friday and it got up to like 85. Yeah. So, you know, you know, heat stroke and all that kind of stuff. And I, I remember I got finished and uh, I you know, was feeling horrible. And my friend was there and it says, here, take some ginger ale and drink some water. And I said, okay. And then I just threw up all over the place. And I'm like, just, just not again. Heat has never been in my whole career has not been my friend, I guess. I like colder races. So like uh, uh, pretty much at the spring, well, depending if the spring is, you know, the way it's been going, spring doesn't, you know, one day it's 80, the next day it's 40. Um, but winter races, I enjoy too. Just the, the, I don't have to worry about getting overheated and those kind of different things. So yeah, that, that, that was a quick turnaround. And I, and, and I can tell you when I ran this race, um, I felt like I wasn't fully there, you know, coming two weeks off and, and having some heat issues. I felt like, you know, I'm like, ah, I'm not the, <clears throat> I think with ultras too, you're going to have your good and bad days and you just kind of, kind of wing it. Um, I felt fairly good most of the time, but it was just like slow, <laughs> slow for yeah. me, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, I usually can, you know, I've done a 24 hour race before and, uh, it, I, I kind of knew what to expect, but I think for that particular run, the previous 24, I, I didn't have anything before that. So I was just training for one specific race. I didn't, you know, kind of have 50 miles before. Yeah. Um, I, I think that. for non-runners um, that look at something like that, there's just a, a, a real lack of understanding about just all the different factors that go into what can affect the outcome of such things. And um, if you, you know, you just don't know unless you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think once you get into the longer distances, you know, like even marathons and that kind of stuff, the weather kind of dictates a lot of that stuff. So I, I, I always tell people ultras are very unique. Um, and I, I always tell people, if you're looking for, you know, deep thoughts <laughs> and contemplating your life, you should do an ultra. I mean, you know, whatever yeah. distance of anything above, you know, we consider it like a 50 K is considered an ultra. Um, I don't see I think for me, in terms of uh, a deep thought is you, you do the longer races where you're running through the night and, and mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to get through that. And then you might have, you know, we might have some friends that crew or pace as well, but um, that's like a whole nother ball. It's, it, I think ultras are just a, a different, you know, just totally different than just like a, a short distance race. But there are, there are times we were laughing because we, so we had this gap between the time that we finished our like big loops. And then we were, we had like 15 minutes before we had these, these out and backs. So I had some friends and we were just saying, you know what, we could be doing a 5k and I could have finished that and gone home and not even think twice about it. But yet we're sitting here and I've uh, you know been running for the last 23 hours. And I said, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. 
<laughs> some days 5Ks are, you know, you miss those days. Like, and I still do <laughs> them, but um, I guess you don't get the, 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 the thrill, you know, for me, I don't kind of, I kind of grew and did my long distance stuff. And, you know, I'll throw some shorter distance races in there, but that's not my bread and butter anymore. I, this is what my specialty is, is the long distance stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're certainly talented at it. That just is proven over and over again. Um, but I know that, like we've talked about before, there is so much more to you than running, right? Mm -hmm. If people, especially in the area of Northwest Indiana, um, and more specifically in the running community, like see that's just as like the superficial part of you, but there's so much more to, to know about you. Um, once, especially if you are lucky enough to kick out miles with you and learn more about what is under the surface, you definitely get to know uh, the man behind the running life. And I would love for you to share more about just reflections on the last year, uh, especially, but in particular, just how you are seeing things maybe differently since we spoke last like this, um, what you may have included in your obituary writing mm-hmm. that uh, we talked about before. And, you know, listeners, if you are hearing that and don't know what we're talking about, uh, go back and listen to Paul and my initial recording and you'll understand what we're talking about and that Paul uh, takes time to reflect on himself by writing his own obituary periodically. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Like, I just want to hear more oh, yeah. about like what's been going on. Well, I can tell you the, so for the obituary, I think I took a creative writing class is, is basically where I got the idea. And mm-hmm. they said probably every five years of your, you know, your life, uh, you should write it. Uh, so this, uh, on my birthday, January, January 21st, you know, people put Facebook page, like, hat, you know, like some kind of happy thing. I wrote my whole obituary and posted it. So, <laughs> so that people were like, my, my mom wasn't too happy about that. But what I said, because um, I think um, when I would uh, look at doing the obituary is just to evaluate. So like, if you do it every five years, your obituary in your 20s, 25 and 30 and whatever their things are going to be different your life changes you get married um you you know have kids or you don't or or, you know those so you're looking to reflect yourself and i think obituary is kind of the 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 best way of doing it and and for me personally is i would i want mine written i want to write (laughs) so i i told my wife i said this is what i want it to be because you know some people put in what they want to put in if they write an obituary, but um, I wanted to look at my life as it has changed over the years. And in 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 this particular uh, obituary for my my birthday, I, I kind of looked at more like um, my you know being a father and being a you know um, a husband and sometimes you have difficulties (laughs) with your kids and you know you have some arguments with your wife and I think a lot of people uh, tend to put the best foot forward in a lot of their posts but I'm pretty like 
hey, I'll tell you, it, you know, it ain't, you know, uh, butterflies and rainbows, as they say. So I, I think as I've gotten older and, and looking at my life, I try to, you know, and the whole thing about running these obituaries is, is to improve things. So you're at this point in your life, this is what's going on. And hopefully by writing it and putting it to words, then the next whatever time you do it every five years, you look at it again and say, okay, you know, I, I had made slight changes um, that I felt like I was, you know, not doing at that particular time. So I guess for me, it's not morbid to me at all. It's more like uh, you can kind of, if you put it on paper and you can kind of see, and I can tell you the, the, the final draft was, you know, probably the you know, 10th or 13th uh, revision, you know, because there's some things where I felt like, well, you know, I didn't talk much about that. And, you, and, you know, you wanted to highlight all the things that, that, that you, include in your life that are special like you know um uh volunteer work or charities or, or those kind of things but then also you you know running is a part of that for sure but you know you always have to you know include family and those kind of things so i think for me the balance has been tough because <laughs> i do a lot of stuff so i, I sometimes i feel like i'm uh I don't know why I do a bunch of stuff. I, I think, yeah, probably 15 years ago, I wasn't doing as much stuff as I was. But then, then I started joining, you know, different organizations for, say, you know, like uh, uh, for the Indian Dunes. Um, then I, you know, became uh, the vice president of the the town town of Chesterton Water Treatment Board. So there's things that kind of evolved and then I keep on looking at like, wow, I'm doing all this stuff. And then I'm, I'm thinking, man, I don't know I can handle that. Cause there are some days and, and you know, being a race director as well. I mean, that, that, that the weekends are sometimes busy and hectic and then the kids and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I, and I, and I, I look at that, being, why am I doing all this stuff? But then I feel like there's some days where I feel like, it's making a positive impact in, in the world. And, and if that is what I have to do and do multiple things and that that's great. Um, but I know sometimes, and, and this happens, you know, sometimes where you just feel overwhelmed. Like I got so much stuff on my plate besides everything, you know, I, that, that does take a lot of time out of like family life or running or uh, traveling or whatever that may be. So. I think for me, I feel like I have to, I guess it's almost like leaving a legacy. I, I, even though running is, is what I do and it's involved, but there's other aspects that, that I enjoy or support. Um, so I, I think that the, doing that obituary kind of put everything into focus would, would be what I use it for. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'll probably look again, you know, the big I'm 47 now 50 would probably be a big time to look at um my life again you know in, in terms of writing the obituary and think and then you can always see how things change there I think in your younger years there are things that you deem that are so important and then now as 47 I could care less about that stuff but you know that's when you're 20 so you should evolve I think that, that that's the the issue with 
with everybody. If you stay stagnant and you keep on doing the same things, um, I don't know, your life is not going to be that great. Just got to keep on, you know, doing new and exciting things and, and keeping being involved. And, you know, if that, that, if that inspires people to, to do and challenge themselves, then that's great. Yeah, I, I really agree with so much of what you said there and, you know, being of service and doing something that is serving a greater purpose than your own is really what would resonate for me with mm -hmm. all of the different things. Cause I can, um, I can see what you mean about wanting to, or questioning whether you should set, you know, something down because you just feel like you have so much going on. I am in that same position much of the time where I feel like I'm doing so many different things. And sometimes it does just feel like you're almost suffocating in it a little bit. And are you really giving any of it all the attention mm -hmm. it needs? And, or is it okay to distribute yourself amongst it all? Um, I can definitely relate to that for sure. And I've questioned myself with that as well. But if people are benefiting from all those parts of you, and if, you know, you see the good you're putting out with all those different ways of reaching out, then I think it's okay. Yeah. Even if you feel overwhelmed some of the time. True. I think that's, and, and for me, uh, I think there, there are moments in, in my life, like, you know, like, so like we do beach cleanup. So we have beach clean coming up in a couple of weeks in May. And, you know, that is something that I've done through pretty much my more of my race series than anything. But then we've got to partner with other organizations that that kind of do that. And that's something like tangible, like we can yeah. you know, pick up garbage and and, and um, we go to the Indiana Dune State Park and that park has become uh, you know, it, it has always been popular, but I think that last couple of years, we've, we've definitely um, have gotten more people coming there. Um, and I think that's more during the COVID times, some of the areas in Illinois closed their mm -hmm. uh, areas and then Indiana Dunes uh, State Park stayed open. So not to say <laughs> people are coming in, uh, but I think people, um, sometimes don't respect the uh, area that they're visiting in. And if you remember, you always want to leave a place better than you came. So, mm -hmm. um, but I can tell you doing beach cleanups for the last three years, you see the weirdest things from canopy <laughs> tents to all kinds of weird stuff that there's, you know, on there, but you know, no, and, reason, and, no <laughs> reason for that to be on a, on a beach. Yes, correct. So, I mean, <laughs> that's something, uh, the nice thing about doing that thing, it's, it, you, you know, when you do like volunteer, it's instantaneous. You're like, you picked up garbage and then you got it off the beach. Yeah. So, you know, it's satisfying, I guess. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, some of this other stuff is like, you know, not really tangible stuff, but um, when you do something like that, and then, you know, you have, with me being in Chesterton, I'm only like 10 minutes away from the dune. So that's kind of like, you know my bread and butter in terms of where I run um you know where I do a lot of volunteer work and you know with organizations as well so for me that's like that's it you know it's Chesterton's you know my home so you want to yeah. make it as best as you can 
I think too, sometimes when we are pursuing different things that don't feel as tangible, I think there's a lot of truth in that you just need to keep going and trust the process too, because mm-hmm. sometimes the things that you're doing that maybe you question, like, what is this even for? And why am I spending any time on this? Mm-hmm. It evolves into something else or brings forth a different opportunity or way of serving that maybe wouldn't have been there otherwise. Correct. I can tell you just doing other activities, you get to meet people that, you know, kind of have the same passions, you know, as you for whatever that you may have. So that's always, you know, bringing people together. I mean, from race directing to volunteering, that that kind of stuff is, um, I think as a race director, for me, um, doing trail races for people that uh, have never done that uh, trail race before, you know, I always always tell myself, you know, I'm out there at 4 a.m. with the headlamp putting these flags out the day before (laughs) the race or, or that morning. And I'm thinking, you know what, I I'm, I could be sleeping right now. But then when I have the race and somebody comes up to me and says, you know, um, that was great. I, I, my daughter has come and she's 12 years old and she wanted to really do a trail race with me. And, you know, uh, and most of my trailers is very elaborate where we go through water or something elaborate. Uh, so they always have a good time. So that, that four hours of like, or, or I'm sorry, going out at 4 a.m. To, to mark the course kind of melts away because you see the people uh, coming and, and they're enjoying an experience that, that you put together. So sometimes when I think about, oh, race directing, I got another race this weekend or whatever. Um, I think that's, you know, <clears throat> and I, you know, I listened you know, when uh, Tim Feely was on here. I think the experience or bringing people together, that that's what makes race directing it's, it's, you know, all the time and effort that you put into those particular races, it all is worth it if you get people that, that maybe have never even tried running or never done a trail race or never done a road race. And they come in and say, you know, thanking us for uh, doing these things. So, you know, that helps it a lot because there, there are times you feel like, does anybody care what I do? Yeah. I, you know, and I think that you need that reassurance. Like, you know, there are people that are, 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 are grateful you're here, are grateful what you're doing and that, whatever that you may do. So it's always nice to be appreciated. So. Oh my gosh, absolutely. That's like food for your soul. I mean, and when you're putting love and attention out into the things that you're passionate about and in hopes that it touches somebody else and then you get that same energy back like that's really what out it's that give and take of what we need to give and what we need to give in order to feel fulfilled and I think you know it sounds like in a lot of ways that affirmation that you get back is the reason in part that even when it's hard or you're questioning yourself you're able to continue yeah I that's true because I think that those moments where you're just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And then you have a race that, I don't know, something happened that was uh, just magical. Like somebody that never ran and did a, you know, your 5k um, trail run and they come and they finish and they have a good time. And then you're like, you know what, I, this is all worth it. You know, this, and I think that I'm, I mean, that's in any job, I mean, but yeah. you know, 
I think for race directing, because you're, you put so much effort into, um, I know for my races, like my, my heart. So probably bled on the course from getting cut from putting flags up or whatever. So, um, I think for me that I, my, my races represent my personality where it's like, it, it may be challenging, but we're going to have fun and, and, you know, we get goofy and do, you know, crazy things like run through water, creeks, crossings or whatever it may be. Um, but that's what I think you need to enjoy. I mean, a trail race without any kind of like adverse conditions is not that fun, but you know, well, then it's a nature walk. Yeah, correct. So you want something that's, <laughs> that's challenging. And, and, and I think, you know, we, we like to bring people together that, um, that, that they want to try something. In it. And, and I always try to relate to them that the environment that you're coming into is non-judgmental. So just come on in and, you know, if it's going to take you, they always come up to me and you, oh, well, you know, it's going to take me this long to do it. I said, well, I'm going to be at the start, the finish line, and I will wait for you and we won't do anything until you come in. So, you know, go ahead and, you know, within reason, I'm sorry, <laughs> you, well, I'm going to be there five hours or I'm like, okay, well, no. but <laughs> with it, that, that, I think that aspect because we usually get all kinds of emails. Well, you know, I, I've just started running and, and I don't think that I can do this. And I said, you know what, why don't you just come and try it? And, you know, what's, you know, it's, it's good to challenge yourself and do like a trail race. Cause a lot of people come from road racing and, you know, it's a totally different thing. So when they come to, to the, my trail races, I tell them just have fun. It's, I think I always try to instill, we're, we're not cutthroat here. I'm not going to like, you know, you know, being a competitive road racer, you sometimes get a little more aggressive. You know, there's a lot of people that get aggressive, like, you know, uh, trying to get their pace, uh, you know, cutting you off or whatever. But I always tell people, the trail race, hey, just have fun. You might get lost. Sometimes that happens and what, no big deal. Uh, you know, and if you just have fun, I think that, that that's right. I, I try to instill as, as most of the races, like just come and experience it. We're, we're it's not going to be, you're not going to win a million dollars and there's not going to be like gold bars given away to top finishers. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm just glad you're here, you know? And, yeah. And, you know, and I think a lot of that really circles back to what you said earlier about the things you cared about in your younger years versus about now, um, you know, being able to take things in stride in a different mm -hmm. way at this point in life than you maybe wouldn't have when you were younger. I think that's true for most of us, you know, it's like that, what does it really matter if I'm not hitting a pace or what does it really matter if, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't complete the course in the time I wanted or whatever it is. Um, because, you know, obviously running is so much more to most of us than any of those things. It's, there's a whole different purpose for it. What about just reflections of yourself, of your life, of just your work and your family over the last year. Tell me some of the ways that things have looked different or maybe some highs and lows and things that maybe have happened that made you rethink your mindset on something. Well, I can tell you, we discussed this a little earlier, 
but my kids getting older, uh, that has been a, a big change. You know, my son will enter high school next year. And, uh, and, and I guess that that's kind of the, you know, kind of the, the big change in your life to have a high schooler. Um, and I think as you get older, you, I think things move faster for me, um, that I feel like those times when your kids were so dependent on you when they were young and now they are not, <laughs> I mean, they're dependent on to a point, like to get them places. Yeah. But you do miss it. As I've gotten older, I, I, I watch my kids, you know, be independent and doing things on their own. Um, you know, and I think that, 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 you know, and that could be anybody that gets older, they see their kids grow up. Um, that, that makes you think, and I, I think for this year, just because, you know, Noah's finishing up eighth grade and he's going to high school in you know, August, that, that was just a, I remember sitting for, uh, we do a, like an orientation for incoming freshmen at uh, Chesterton High School. And, you know, I've been out of high school for a long time. And, and they, they, the way they explain all this, like how they need to graduate and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, man, I don't remember any, you know, that back when I did that, we didn't, so they have common, you know, like a core and then they can do, um, they can do like uh, credits for IT tech uh, already when they're in high school. And if, if they are really good at it, they can pretty much even get close to associate's degree when they graduate high school. And this was like unheard of. I mean, that, like stuff that I, I mean, I just remember trying to get out of high school. I mean, I don't really remember any doing any extra work or, or doing any of that kind of stuff. So I think that the, as you get older, you, you see that, and that, uh, I don't know, it sometimes gets you a little scared. <laughs> yeah. Because now, you know, you're talking college or do they want to go to college or what do they want to do, you know? Um, like I told my son, you really need to explore different things. Um, I kind of felt when I was in high school that you, you didn't really have, I don't know, it passed to different things. You just kind of maybe looked at your, like my brother went to school for business. So in my head, I'm just like, well, let's just go to business school. And then, then I, as I got you know, more towards college, I took a few years in a community college just to kind of like sort out stuff and take some basic classes. And then I got to nutrition and fitness and all that kind of stuff. So I think I try to tell my kids, like, just do different things and, and, and see what, you know, maybe you don't want to go to college, maybe you want to be in the trades, or maybe you want to do something else. Um, I think, I felt like when I was in high school, it was very rigid. You know, we just mm -hmm. felt like college was the answer to everything. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and then I would, then I would, you know, I would, uh, I, you know, would see my friends like years down the road. And I said, well, what happened? They're like, you know, I went to school to be a teacher and uh, I don't like kids. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, maybe that's not, it might be the thing, but, but you, that was like your default. You would always go to college. But I think now we see this with a lot of young kids that they 
they do explore and that they, they're open to different things. Um, I felt we were just kind of rigid that, you know, college was the answer to everything. You're going to have a good job and have a family and a white picket fence and, you know, a dog. You just got to go to college. But, uh, and know, it's like, now, who signed us up for that? Like, who said that you wanted any of those things? <laughs> Correct. And I think that that was, you know, and it's nice to see that, that the, you know, youth now that are exploring different things and, and not you know, being regimented to do just the college experience, which if, if that college is, is that, if that's your choice, that's great, but there's so much other things out there that you can do, so. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And um, I'll say, you know, for myself, and I've shared in a podcast recently, I did not go the traditional path at all with my own education. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not to say that there weren't challenges along the way, but there's a lot of things you can do, you know, without going the traditional route of, of a college education. And I just love it now that parents like yourself are really helping their kids explore that more instead of having that just path laid out, just sort of expected to walk and not ever really even be asked if that's what's in their hearts or if they feel good about it even. Yeah, that's true. And I think, like I always tell my children to, you know, if you have a passion for something, then, you know, pursue it, you know, there, there's, and, and, you know, I think people tend, or youth tend to think that they have to make their lives made up or, or, or everything is in line by 20, 21 or 22. Um, and I can tell you, you know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, you need to, you know, you're going to make mistakes or, or you're going to, you know, find something that you enjoy. Um, and, you know, I, I think that people were in a rush to get started with our careers. But, you know, sometimes there is uh, the path of taking your time and really exploring what you really want to do to see that that, you know, maybe, you know, a passion is is going to take you to, to what you want to accomplish. I think, uh, you know, it, especially with, with when I grew up, it was like money was the determining factor for everything. Um, not what you enjoyed or what you had passion for. It was like, all right, well, you're going to go to college because you need the money and <laughs> you need to buy, you know, house and then you got to take your family and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think that now times have changed where you're like, you know what? You know that that is like an you know old tradition of of following uh, you know that that kind of path, uh, but you need to explore. And I think that's the greatest thing people can do is is just follow, because there's a lot of other jobs that are not college based that are passion based projects from artists to whatever it may be. Um, and I think that you need to definitely you know let your kids be what you know, they need to kind of follow. I never told my kids, I, you know, my, my kids are not even running. So <laughs> and like, much that's to your I, dismay, I'm sure. I, you know what? Sometimes I, that's fine. Um, um, <laughs> right. I Let know, them choose their path. Correct. Um, you know, my son plays baseball. My daughter does soccer. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I feel like, you know, I, I never pushed them into that or, or had any, you know, concept of them you know like starting them when they were young 
you know, they do running within their sport, but I, you know, um, but they're exposed. And I think with my kids, I try to expose them. They help me with my races. They do volunteer work. Um, they've, they meet my residents. You know, I work, you know, work with my seniors. And I think that I try to uh, tell them that, you know, these experiences and, and, and these things that you, you do with me, you know, makes you kind of a well-rounded person, you know, and, you know, you get to see what, what, what's behind the scenes or, you know, um, I think with our seniors, you know, those, those people love when the kids come around and they question them and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's always an interesting thing with my kids uh, to, to come and experience like what I do. Um, not to say that I want them to be race director or something or, or do what I do, but they, they, I think they, they get to see the, you know, all the different things that, that I do. And maybe that's something that may be interest to them in the future, whatever it may be. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And just exposing them to a lot of different types of environments and circumstances is one of the probably, you know, the best things that you could do to just help them find their own way and find their own paths. Um, you mentioned earlier that in the last couple of years, and especially the last year or so, you've been looking at some things from more of a philosophical standpoint in terms of your thoughts and outlook on things. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I think as I've gotten older. Um, That's going to be the theme of our podcast, as I've gotten older. <laughs> as I've gotten older. Um, you know, uh, philosophy has always been an interest for me. But uh, I really didn't start getting in there uh, probably the last one or two years, just uh, you know, reading different things and reading different philosophies. Um, I guess for me, I, I, I was curious uh, how people from ancient times to modern times look, look upon their, their lives and, and you know, their little um, quotes or, or, or you know, what what they their how their lifestyle was you know that they were philosophers so you know I, I think for me as I've gotten you know the age creeps up um, I, I more contemplate life more than than I did when I was younger so it's always nice to kind of read what people thought you know thousands years ago or something like that where you know, there's a lot of stuff that's out there. And you see that, I mean, I see I mean, quotes and everything, you know, they're pretty common in, in social media, that kind of stuff. So um, when I saw that, I was like, you know what, it, you would see some interesting quote. So for me, I'd be like, oh, who is this person? And then I'd find out more about them. And then I would read about them, read a book about them. And uh, I think for, for me that, that there's some things in my life where I feel like, you know, how do these handle these situations? How did they handle stress of the family? How did they, how did they do that? So, you know, it's always good to kind of, to, to read philosophy and, and, and kind of understand it and kind of bring it into your, into your life. So, and I think that's only been in the last couple of years. I never was a really big, you know, I'm not a big book reader per se, but if there's something that I have passion for, it's always easy 
to read something that that I want to you know that interests me yeah absolutely I mean that's kind of a a great broad way to take a closer look at like how it started and how it's going Mm -hmm. uh, in all the different realms of life is there anything in particular that has really stood out to you in any of those things that you've recently learned about or read about I'm not really anything particular, I would say, uh, just in general. Um, you know, I always tell people uh, when you're looking at philosophy, you know, you're, you're looking at how people dealt with probably similar issues to what we have now and might be a little bit different, but uh, I can't say like one or individual or I think it's like a broad concept of, mm-hmm. you know, different philosophies and and it's interesting. I think for me, um, you know, I, I, I kind of crave knowledge that's unique to me, you know, that I've never experienced or, um, cultures or those kind of different things that, 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 that's always piqued my interest. So if there's something that's, uh, like philosophy, just in general, I mean, I took a philosophy class in, in college, but, you know, it was, it was always like, I all I remember in philosophy class was like there was no right answers and I'm like well what do you how are you graded they're like what's well, all opinion I'm like okay <laughs> I was like what's this all about so I think you know as I've gotten older and, and things happen in your life you, you, and I think what has occurred I would probably say in the last few years that uh, we've had people that I know that suddenly passed away that that you know were the same age as me so it's like hmm start to contemplate life a little bit more so that kind of got me more into philosophy and then um you know it kind of shocks you because you know it, you couldn't imagine you know, these people that you knew you know year, years ago and then you hear something about them like wait a minute that was the same age as me went to high school together passed away and then it just kind of like makes you contemplate your life a little bit more and i think that for me it's like oh okay and then you know, maybe there's something deep mean deep meaning into into your life and, and I think that's how I'm very interested in that and that was never something that ever interested me years ago that's interesting to me um and I've experienced that myself this year you know when you are dealing with grief or you've lost somebody the way that that opens your eyes to take a closer look at your own life and your own human and earthly experience, you know, nothing else really prompts you to do that in quite the same way. I mean, it's just um, a reminder of taking a look at what you're doing and the legacy that you do want to leave or, you know, the influence that you hope to have or how you hope to serve. It really is, um, well, I've said it in other ways before, but there is always good that comes out of the bad. And I think it's true for grief or loss too, that it, if if nothing helps you when you're ready to reflect on how you can improve, how you can be better, what you might mm-hmm. do differently, how you might be more impactful or or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that I agree with you on, you know, you as you get older and you see people passing around you. And 
you know, you're not a stranger to that, but particularly, you know, just because of the uh, community that you work with, the older, the aging community, but in particular, when it's somebody your age, or it is somebody unexpected, uh, you know, you just look at it from a different lens than maybe you did before. Yeah, correct. I think that kind of pushes you to be like, hmm, you know, maybe I need to look at my life and what are some things that maybe I want to change, you know, or like you said, uh, you know, what what is your legacy? What is your, you know, what are you doing to make the world better? I guess that, that yeah, that sounds kind of like pompous, <laughs> but I mean, I, I I think that I think now what I think about is like if the what I'm stuff is doing, you know, whatever it may be with all the things that I have that I'm involved in, if that makes the world better in even the smallest aspect, I mean, you know, that is something important to me, which was definitely not um, in my youth. I could care less (laughs) about what happened. And and then you, you, you want to impact as many people as you can. And, and I, I, I look at it as you can, you, some people want to do these grandiose things like change the world, but that's great. But I think you have to start in your own community, you know, and, 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 and do something that's, you know, hyper local, I think, you know, uh, and, and you can get, you know, big and, and, you know, try to change the world. But if, I think if, if you do things within your local community that, that, that are uh, impacting, uh, you know, local individuals, that is going to be, for me, going to make a huge impact because, you know, this is my community and I'm trying to make it better. And not to say that you, know, you can't go global, but you start off small and then maybe you get bigger. But um, I think that's more important to me is like, okay, how can I make this you know, area that we live in, Northwest Indiana, just in general, uh, better, you know, so when my time is gone, at, at least I can say, you know, I, I did the best I can, not, you know, you're not going to change the world per se, but maybe you change, you know, it's like, a, I guess a snowball effect, because if you're helping other individuals achieve whatever it may be, and then they're helping somebody else, it, who knows what it could, you know, could, could occur, so that that's always a that's a good feeling i think that's you know makes everything kind of worthwhile with different projects and stuff i do yeah absolutely i mean that ripple effect is i think really underestimated a lot of the time it's like the single um act of kindness that you might you know do every day it's like it doesn't seem like a big deal to you know hold open the door for somebody and give them a smile but depending on what happened earlier in that person's day, you might've just changed the whole tone of the rest of, you know, their afternoon and they might find a reason to pass that kindness on to somebody else. And it's the same thing with what you're doing for your community or how you're being of service. You might not be able to see how, doing those smaller scale things is, is affecting the world, but those people at those events or the the people that you've influenced are going to go out into the world. And it's just going to be this cause and effect type of situation that you helped create. So it's like, even though you feel like you can't change the whole world, you know, you might be able to change the world for one person and that's huge. That's important. 
True, true, definitely. Let's close with a question. Um, I want to respect your time as always. And I can't even believe it's been like an hour already. I know we're flying. I know. You're just so easy to talk to. And I love having these conversations. Tell me if you could pinpoint like a high and a low over the last year. What was your high and what was your low? Oh, gosh. Let's see. I don't even remember. <laughs> I think my memory has gone bad. Has <laughs> uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Let's see. This is the high and lows. Oh, I, I, well, I could tell you. Um, I, I think for me, um, it, it, it's a little bit more than almost two years, but um, I, I've gone back to the place uh, I I worked at a senior community, but the same senior community I work at now, I worked at before. Mm -hmm. So um, I was uh, gone for like three years and then I came back to this community that I'm at now. So I think and I, that's, that would have been a, um, a little over a year now. So for me that uh, I was able to kind of reconnect with some of the residents that I was there the first time around. Um, and I was able to, you know, and we do stuff like, you know, I'm in charge of kind of every, you know, all the fitness and all like social stuff that we do. So that has become very rewarding to come and visit the, you know, do that for people. Um, and, and, you know, <clears throat> I always tell people that my seniors to me are um, like my family. So um, my grandparents are no longer with us. So I always feel like when I go to work every day that I have a second chance um, <clears throat> to basically listen to them and talk to them and inquire about their knowledge and, and things that they have done. So for me to go back to that community where I was at before, I think that's been kind of definitely the highlight, you know, this little over a year, but, but you know, that I've been back. So that that has been just a, incredible and you know I, I i i've been doing working with seniors for the last 14 years and i think that there's no place where i'd rather be uh, you know and that, that brings me you know great joy and just just listening to i mean i you know i i like to chit chat so for me it's like the, the stuff the knowledge that they acquire over you know their 80s or 90s or whatever uh, it, it pretty much has changed my outlook on life. You know, well, you know, I I can remember my residents are always telling me, you know, um, take your vacations and and go do stuff with your family because you never know, you know, what can happen in the future, and, and never really get bogged down in how you know work is important, you know, in, in certain aspects. But uh, they they kind of been you know kind of instill in me like, hey you need to kind of do stuff with your family and those kind of things, because those are the things that your, you know, family going to remember, you know, you know, I'm not going to remember like my job be like, Oh, you know what, <laughs> you know, when you get down the road, like, well, you know, I wouldn't really miss my job. No, you, you met, you want the memories with your family and doing that kind of stuff. So I think the residents have, have always kind of, uh, you know, told me like, this is the things that you should be considered important in life. So I think that the, 
this group in particular is, is definitely, um, you know, and, and they're fairly honest. <laughs> I always tell people they're sometimes too honest and they tell you all kinds of stuff that you don't want to, but you know, that's just kind of seniors in general. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of a low that I've had in the last year. Well, I guess it's cool if you don't have one, but I, what I will say about this last thing that you said is that you actually have a really unique glimpse sort of into the future by working mm -hmm. with seniors that mm -hmm. a lot of us don't have. It's like you have an in with the in crowd or something about like just that uh, particular like coaching or something <laughs> and like the what not to do, you know, and because you're such a, you know, gracious person, you just absorb all that like knowledge and recommendation. And I think that is them serving you. Yeah. And I, I try to, especially with my seniors, I, you know, we talk about my family, we talk about, you know, they're, they're a part of my, you know, so I can tell you like on Friday I had to leave a little early to get down to the race that I was doing and they're like what are you doing I said well I'm gonna run 24 hours and like uh, around a, like a loop and they're like okay and then they, you know, <laughs> so, so they don't like they this I get it they don't get it but they sort of get it but I mean I get you know I they, they, I think they look upon me like this is crazy you know and I'm like okay but uh, they respect what I do, but they maybe don't understand it, but, you know, that's fine. And then, you know, the, the thing, but I, 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 yeah, I can, gosh, I, there's so many things that I can, I take from them to, 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 from everything in life. So, I mean, I'm glad that I kind of, you know, and I've done kind of been in fitness like 25 years. So when I first started, I was a trainer and, you know, work with, you know, did that and then you know work with younger people and that was fine but then when I got to seniors I was like well, I don't know about this anymore <laughs> I remember my first year I was like oh I don't know if I can do, you know do this but then you know you you kind of find the um they are very respectful of your talents and knowledge um and when you ask them to do something <laughs> they will do it so that that has always been uh it, it, this age group, de definitely the seniors, you know, they're always very inquisitive. They're, they're asking, you know, what can I do about this and stuff? And there's some stuff I'm like, wait a minute, you know, you're, you're going beyond my skill level. I said, go see a doctor if you're like, <laughs> and do that. But, <laughs> but that's, you know, you, you, you get to the point where you feel so comfortable that these people are, you know, they are your family for whenever you're there. So, you know, and, and, and I'll have people that we have two chairs that are next to my desk and people just come and sit down there and talk for like 45 minutes. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know what I'm talking about. Are you talking, you know, they, or I bring up like, we're going on vacation to somewhere and they're like, okay, these are the places that I did when my kids were young. And, you know, I think that's just the, you know, I, 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 I enjoy that. That that's kind of like my highlight of my day when we can just have conversations where um, just little things about life. Um, you know, I had a man talk about his, you know, his wife that was in hospice care and how horrible, you know, that they had to watch his wife pass away from cancer. And it's like, geez, you know, that's like that was like the first thing in the morning. I was like, boy, this is hard. So I'm like, you know, but we talk about that kind of stuff and you know that that that's you know things that I will look 
you know, as I get older, I'm like, I'm like you know, these people tell me, you know, what they went through and, and those kind of things. Gosh, uh, you know, I can tell you that all those years, guys, I think changed my life, you know, and then you, you, you tend to respect um, them and their knowledge that, that I did not do when I was younger. So, you know, I, you look back on there and I'm like, oh, I wish I talked to my grandma and found out more about her and, and got her knowledge. But then I feel like this is my second chance. So, um, I yeah. Could, yeah, so that's amazing. Um, just your clearly heartfelt passion for the service and, and the work that you do. And I can see why it's a continuous high, like it, you know, the more you do it, probably the, the better it feels. And, you know, we're just so lucky that there's people like you doing this important work and connecting with that part of the community that is often overlooked. Um, so thank you. Thank you for, for oh, embracing fine. that for sure. And, you know, as far as not having a low, really, I mean, I, I think it's great that you live in an abundant mindset where, yeah. you know, you just look at what other people might see as a low and learn from it and take it for what it is instead of focusing on any type of down feeling about it. Yeah, I think, in, in, you know, pretty much I've always been a fairly positive person. I can't say that I get, you know, there's going to be lulls and things that you know get me mad or agitated or angry or sad but in general I, i'm fairly positive i can't think <laughs> and then the people that i've met I did say that so i yeah. you know you try to instill with that i mean there's always going to be you know life is it's, it's not all you know great things that happen and there's things just got to ebb and flow and i think that you know i always tell people we use a lot of running analogies for life because the, you know uh, we have a lot of like you're gonna have your your greatest race and that's your high and then you have a horrible training run or the you know it's raining outside or it's snowing outside and you just you know you just got to get it you know take it for what it is and get through it and then kind of you know, go on to the next thing so I th that's kind of how I contemplate life I try not to get down or or just like beat myself up or you know or because everything that i do there's some things like you know, like when you when you race directed you're like oh it's got to do all these other things and you know it's, is this race going to be successful you know who got pay the vendors and all this kind of stuff so you know you you just like all right take it one step at a time and and you know don't don't get bogged down in, in some of the things that, that kind of push you down. And then and, and that's probably your your best bet to kind of think of life never, you know, never get like super, super high, you know, like, oh, you know, it's, everything's great. And then you never get super, super low. You're kind of like I'm a, in the middle kind of thing. You know, you you I think that's the better way of looking at it than trying to, you know, get get into like a deep, you know, um, bad feelings or those kinds because they're just going to kind of snowball into something that that could be you know you can't get out of the the hole that you're in so if you you try to look at the positive as best you can and i mean i it, it sounds great and i know there are the times where that that maybe that doesn't work but for me particularly i try to get, you know look at the the best of it and you know maybe it's there's things that are still you know that are you know bad in the life but you know 
you're only here for a short period of time. <laughs> so you try to do the best you can and, and you know, uh, ebb and flow, just, you know, go with the flow of anything that you end up doing. Thank you for just being like an amazing example of deeply feeling all the feels, but also knowing that you can't stay in them. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Paul, what do you want to leave our, our listeners with today? What thought do you want people to go away thinking about? Um, I would say, it, and we kind of highlighted a lot of this, just I, you can always evaluate your life. I think that if you need, if you feel like you need a change or, or um, you want to tr- contemplate something new, um, it's always good to look, at, you know, it, maybe you want to do a new job or maybe you want to pursue things, uh, passion that you have, you know, um, I think a lot of people fear the unknown and I, and I do as well, but you know, if, if you try something and if it doesn't work, why not at least say you tried it. And I can, this, this goes right back to the residents that I talked to. There are people that tell me like, you know, if I was your age, this is what I would do differently because I felt like, you know, uh, now I'm, you know, 90 and I can't do that. Or I wish I would have did this. So um, I think that, you know, if there's something that, that you're interested in or passionate about or whatever that may be, um, pursue it. Um, and, you know, if it works out, great. If it doesn't, you try. So I, I think that, that that's the, the big thing I try to tell people because, you know, your life is pretty short, you know, there's not, not a lot of opportunities. And then as you get older, you're not going to be able to, to do those kind of different things if you don't take advantage of it when you're young. That's so perfectly said. Thank you for that. And thank you for this conversation and for coming back. And I just continue to be in awe of everything <laughs> that you do. <laughs> well, thank you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your evening and I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, Sarah. Thanks. Per usual, my conversations with Paul always lead me looking forward to the next one. Whether it's helping someone embrace running, spending time being of service in the community, or being the person someone wants to share their stories with, Paul is always showing us that small efforts can make the biggest impacts. Stay connected with Paul and learn more about his events at crazylegsraceseries.com. Links are in the show notes. I simply cannot thank you all enough for showing up here like you do. If there's something you'd like to hear more about, a conversation you'd like to listen into perhaps, or even if you would like to be part of the conversation, let me know. All ways to stay connected with me and support the pod are also in the show notes. The most important thing, of course, is to subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it. The love that you put out for this space is just so amazing and I'm so full of gratitude. I can't wait to keep showing up. Thanks for the love, y'all. I'll see you soon.